to another edition of the Little Bird Podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, along with Priscilla McKinney, CEO and founder of Little Bird Marketing. Now, you've caught us right in the middle of a conversation we were having about Priscilla and Little Bird Marketing and how they survived not only a Category 5 tornado, but three weeks after that, a fire which devastated their business. So let's dive back into the conversation. Well, now this now this brings brings up an interesting point because, you know, I, I know we, we banter this around a lot, you know, mm-hmm. as a business owner, but this whole idea of disaster preparedness. Mm-hmm. So, like, what were the, I mean, what steps did you have in place yeah. that saved your, your butt, literally? Well, it, it, interestingly enough, I, um, I probably did some by by um, intention and some just by a little bit of my personality. I'm the kind of person who I don't like to know all of the details. I really love services that take something off my plate. I don't like to have everything in house, you know, and my opinion is it's a little bit of my generation maybe um, because in my area, it's very advanced thinking I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back here, like, oh, I'm so avant-garde. It's not. But here, you know, we're in the Midwest, and a lot of people like to, I still go into businesses, and they have a journal ledger. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not often, but, you know, we have obviously a lot of amazingly sophisticated companies, and we have a lot of Fortune 500 companies here. You know, it's not that, I don't mean to paint it like as if we're, you know, backwards. It's that in the Midwest, you have a very low cost to opening a business. And so the barrier to business ownership is very low, which is awesome. But it also means that there's a lot of mom and pops and there's a lot of ways of doing things that are very, is very simple, which, you know, is appropriate to that. But, you know, a lot of people kind of joked around with me that, you know, I, I used QuickBooks online and, you know, you, you run in circles with business owners and like, oh, we don't use that. Oh, that's too fancy. Oh, I don't want to pay for a service or all these kinds of things. So, you know, I took some hits for, you know, some of the choices that I made. I'm like, no, I just don't want to worry about it. They're like, well, why would you want to pay all, every month for some service? And I'm like, because I don't have to host it, keep it, keep track. Right. It's not my responsibility. If right. they don't do what they're going to do, I'll sue them. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's a fun, I kind of joke around, but that is my attitude. It's like, I am good at what I'm good at, and I don't want to manage all these things. So right. it's funny because I had QuickBooks online, so all my accounting wasn't in a software system or not backed up or whatever. I had outsourced my payroll to a, a local company, so I didn't have any of my HR. So none of my HR stuff was internalized. I had paid for a backup, which this is a really sore subject for me because it was very difficult for me to pay that bill. This is when backup was not cheap like it is right now. Right. And it was very, believe me, we went through the tornado three weeks before and you found out what companies didn't have their data backed up and it was painful. And then we had an online system we used at that time for our project management. So when this media buy was happening, who was assigned to the project for the event? Where is this table coming from? Who's doing this sponsorship? What station is running this PR piece? What You know, whatever it is, all the things right. that are running the little details, it's an online system. So mm. it also wasn't software. Even me, my CRM was online. So I just don't do software. I, first, I right. don't even like installing it. What a pain. <laughs> so I, mean, I don't want to do that stuff. And so I really had this perfect setup. I needed to get to a computer. And that was challenging enough at that time. 
Sure. So that's how we did it in terms of being prepared for those types of things. Luckily, I didn't have staff there. It wasn't, I didn't have to put to test what we had written down as a plan for disaster, getting people out of a building or anything like that. So thank God for that. So what you're saying, if I could encapsulate that, is your disaster preparedness plan was really more about taking the load off of your plate. Absolutely. And some redundancies. Yeah. So it, it, you know, really, I like I said, I just had to get to a computer, and I got some really good advice, some very, 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 very hard advice for me to take. One of my friends runs a very large company, and he came to the fire, looked at me, and said, "Priscilla, I'm three weeks ahead of you." He had lost his whole everything that he had in Joplin was down, and we had been helping his company. They, you know, they just come in and use the computers or whatever they needed to. I, you know, I'm like, whatever. Here's our right. office. You know where we're at. And he came to the fire and he's like, Priscilla, if you want my help, come see me today. And I was wow. like, okay. I'm this. He knows what he's doing in business. I went to see him, and. He said, I know you. I know you really well. I know you're going to have a really hard time with what I'm going to say to you. And he's like, but I've, I've been here and I think that you should take this advice. I'm like, okay. And I went with a, a very good friend that would um, really help me kind of see things from the outside. So it's my husband. Right. Great. This other great friend and me and we're listening. And he says to me, tell me right now, I want you to close your eyes. Tell me who on your team, you could look at them, tell them to do something. You'll never think about it again. You won't wake up in the middle of the night wondering if something got done. And I Mm. said, this person and this person. I had two people. And he said, today, fire everyone else. Wow. And I was like, I started to say something. He goes, Priscilla, I know what you're going to say. And he just was like, and he was not, you know, he'd been through this. So it's not like he was being rude or mean to me or anything. He's like, Priscilla, do you want my help? I'm like, yeah, I really do. He's just, that's what you need to do. You have so much going on in the next month, the next six months. You need to know that you can look someone in the eye and ask them to get something done and it's done and you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night. He's like, you're not really going to be sleepy much anyway. Wow. That, that, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here reeling from that. Yeah. So I did it. I took his advice. And again, it's also, that's a little more my personality is that I look at some of these amazing people who do amazing consulting. I so believe in consulting. People are experts in small little pieces of what happens. It's not possible for us to know everything. And I took that advice and that literally saved my bacon. Wow. So, and I was able to rebuild and able to rethink. And, you know, the one thing I'd love to, you know, talk just a tiny bit about is from that, you know, I set up, I I do have Moxie. That is what I've got. And right. I did get it restarted and we decided to rebrand and it was just this idea of you're starting over. What could this be? What is the bigger dream? It was like a clean slate. Oh, it really was. And, you know, a clean slate is very overwhelming, a daunting task, but there is a lot of freedom in it. And I did a bizarre thing. I just had this crazy idea. I needed to get out of town. I needed to, I needed some fresh air. I needed just, I just needed to not be in my life for just, just a moment. Right, right. And so, oh, my husband is so awesome to just like, just go do what you need to do. And I just booked a flight to Portland. I had a girlfriend from boarding school that lived there and I just, I headed out and I'm like, I want to go somewhere where I can go hike and get some fresh air and think. But also I chose Portland because it's this crazy creative town. And so what I did for two weeks is I started calling every amazing agency in that town. And I just started making a big ask. I called people who were way ahead of my game and some of them didn't take my calls and some of them did. <laughs> mm. 
And I asked him, like, this is the most bizarre request you're probably ever going to receive. Can I come to your agency and be a fly on the wall for a day? And wow. they were like, well, um, do you want a job? Are you moving here? Are you going to be my competitor? You know, I'm just like, no, no, I just, I, this is what's happened to me. I am in a new visionary stage. I need to just get out of Dodge and I need to be inspired. I need to see that it's working somewhere else in a most creative and amazing way. And I need to get that inspiration. And so some of them were so kind and I ended up, you know, meeting with several of them and I, I blogged about it. You know, I got to sit down with some people who were either creative directors or owners and other mama birds. And it, it just, it got my head screwed back on straight. And I was able to come back here with a new dream, a new inspiration. Well, a new vision, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I just, after that, I created that vision and I set about doing it. And then wow. the rest is unsexy work that is just basically bringing that dream to life. And so that's right. how we're here today with a new feeling and a new look and a brand and really honing in on what is special about us and making sure we're true to that. Wow. So really, I mean, in essence, this is almost like a, a phoenix. Well, it's even better than a phoenix rising from the ashes because it's not what was old. It's something brand new that was birthed out of tragedy. Right. Believe me, I thought about the name Phoenix for this company. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, which so. would have been apropos, you know, rising from the ashes. <laughs> right, right. That, so. But, you know, on the other hand, the reason why I didn't go that direction is because it's, you know, that's not our whole story. That's not right. our big S story. That's a it's not, small It's not S. what defines you. No, it isn't. And I feel like it really helped. But this is the thing I think you should think about. You know, if you're listening today and you own a company, I think you should put yourself through the paces. What if it were all gone tomorrow? What would I do? What is the essence? I, there are so many things that are absolutely superfluous that we do, and we don't know why we're doing them. And a fire, a disaster, a tornado, whatever it is, so disrupts, so powerfully disrupts what you're doing and horribly disrupts what you're doing. I, I, I don't want to downplay it. It was a very difficult time, a very emotional time, but really a hell, it really made our business so much more healthy. And anybody who's had either a house fire or a business fire can tell you there's just this crazy blessing that comes from it because I didn't right. need that stuff. And I think about it in terms of owners or anybody that's walking into their office today and is looking at this stack of stuff that is low priority, but high stress. There's all mm. these tasks that are undone. I mean, think right. about it, Dan, what's on your desk? You know, you don't have five things that you're trying to go accomplish today. Right. You're going to try and get five of them done. But there's I literally on my desk had a stack of papers about I think about four and a half, maybe five inches tall. Right. There were just one sheeters of little issues of things to follow up on, but they were so low priority. And then mm -hmm. when I got all my other tasks done, I'd usually grab one or two off of there and try and tackle it. Well, that was daily stress for me, how huge that pile was. And the interesting thing about them is that they were so low priority that when everything burned down, I couldn't remember what was in that pile. And so I went into my office completely free, thinking only about vision only about my team, only about process and what it could be without mm. these hindrances of, you know, just things that accumulate over right. the years. And so my, I guess, you know, I would say to any business owner or person working at a very, uh, a very fast paced position where you're managing maybe multiple things and you just feel like you never get certain things done. 
literally how freeing it is to completely have a clean slate and to reevaluate, do I need to do this? Is this going to make an impact for the actual long-term vision of this company? If not, throw it in the trash. Right. You don't exactly. have to burn your place down. You know, yeah, don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, I, it has been really good, and it has, it's been very um, – it's changed the way I think. People tell me, oh, you got to do this. And my first reaction is, really? Do I have to? Right. Or people say, right. okay, or someone like, oh, well, I'll get to this, you know, at some point. And then I think, no, actually, I'm not going to get to this. And so I'm much more clear about my time and about how I plan my work now. And I, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing that came out of this. Like, let's say there's there's a business owner that's listening to this and they're going, wow, I never even considered disaster preparedness. I never thought about, you know, I've been backing my stuff up on three by five floppies, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and jot it down in my journal. Right. But what right. if you could if you could give somebody four or five bullet points on, you know, just the bare necessities mm-hmm. of making sure that in the event of a category five tornado or a fire or a llama infestation or something like that. <laughs> the zombie how, apocalypse. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not if, it's when. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So how would you advise or what advice would you give someone who's looking for that type of protection? Well, you know, yeah, llama infestation could be tricky. I don't know if I have any advice for that. The zombie (laughs) apocalypse, I say, just go with the flow. It's all over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, we don't have actual goods like inventory. So if you were to have a flood, say you had a warehouse full of Snuggies, I don't know that I could help you. I don't know about, you know, the inventory. I will say this, though, insurance, insurance, insurance. And it was so interesting because I had my office in a so-so part of town. Uh, Again, I I like to say it nicely of urban renewal, but super cool place. And we had it how we wanted it. But I was a little bit worried about maybe a smash and grab with our big picture windows. And also, I was really close to a pretty massive transformer. And we have a lot of big storms here. And I, just one day, it was in my mind. And I, 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 seriously, I look back now, I think, how on earth did all this kind of happen? But it was six months before, maybe seven months before the fire, that I was talking with a friend in insurance. And I mentioned to her, Oh, I just, you know, what I really get worried about is blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you need to call your insurance guy and have him come. You need to tell him that. And you need to check to make sure you really are covered. Because wow. she said, you're covered for your business, but all we have is like, you know, massive equipment everywhere. Sure. And so I invited him in. I'm like, let's just start from the top down. I redid all my insurance and added riders for all my electronics and just other things. Like I, I told him in plain English my scenarios. And I told him, tell me in plain English, what would I get? Right. So (laughs) I had just altered my policies, what, seven months before it saved my bacon for sure. So I would say, number one, insurance and you people who are in service types of business don't underestimate that, because even though we don't have an inventory of things, ideas and interruption of your business, of your flow, it will kill so many businesses. Right. So business interruption insurance, I hope I'm not doing like a commercial or anything, but (laughs) for anybody, I don't care who you go with. (laughs) Really check that, your electronics, that really saved me. And then all of the, you know, the the offline backup is one thing, but I will tell you this, everybody talks about backing up, but 
everybody is not talking about recovery. How easy is it for you to get that stuff back? Mm. And I really think you should sit down and talk with someone in your IT, either your department or who you outsource that to, and talk with them about, tell me the process in plain English, please. When I have a new computer, how do I get all my stuff back? How long does it take? What's not going to be backed up? We happen to have backed up at midnight on Monday night, and we came in, and the fire was at 6 a.m. on Tuesday. So I literally lost not one piece of graphics. So that's what kept my company going. So even if you're a one person consultant, can you imagine losing all of your email, all of your, it, just everything that you've stored? It, it, right. it really, you cannot comprehend it until you've been through it and you go, oh, that, where is that? I used to be able to get to that every day, <laughs> you know? So I'd say one thing is making sure that you're insured the right way. And then making sure that you can make use of all of these other systems. Like I said, you know, I had my counting offline. I had my payroll and HR offline. I had my backup offline. And then I had my project management offline. They weren't housed with me. And that really was something that made my company be able to just carry on the next day. And in mm -hmm. fact, that was Tuesday. On Friday, I signed a $40,000 media contract with a client. We were working. You were up and running and ready to go. We only had two computers between all of us, but... By golly, <laughs> in this tiny room, you know, we lived, we lived with each other, like, you know, five of us in this tiny one little office room with, and the copier took up most of it. It was like, you know, this massive island, you know, in the middle and we just, oh, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> right. But we were working. And that also gave me a thing. What is essential about what you offer? What is your promise? What, it, what is it that you deliver? Can't you deliver that working out of a closet? And if you can then why aren't you working out of a closet? And of course, I'm not working out of a closet. I, I'm an image business. We have a beautiful studio. And, but I know why I put money into that studio. I know why right. it looks the way it does. I don't do it just because, oh, that's just what you do. Get an office. Make it look nice. Right. So right, right, right. I'd say, you know, just the insurance and also just think about what is it that you offer and where can you do that? What is it? What are the actual essentials for you to do that? And how can you get to those essentials as quickly as possible? Well, Priscilla, thank you so much for sharing the story. I mean, man, I'm just sitting here. Uh, it's, it's almost too much to process. Yeah. I, I'm going, how would I respond if, you know, my house got attacked by a tornado and then a fire mm -hmm. and then having to reimagine and rethink my vision and what I wanted to be and who I wanted to be? And, man, it's I, I want to go take a nap now. <laughs> just, well, don't you know, go take but, a nap. Go back up your computers. Exactly, right? And that's the thing. It really is a very, even though there was humor involved, it's a very sobering fact that you're not guaranteed one moment. Right. And that anything can happen at any given time. And listeners, if you've had similar experiences, we'd love to hear from you. So you can leave us a message on our Facebook page, on our website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. And send us your ideas, some of your best tips and tricks on how to survive a disaster. And we'd love to hear your stories as well. So thank you again, Priscilla, for, for sharing all this. And listeners, we look forward to having you come back for the next Little Bird podcast. So for the Little Bird Podcast, home of cage-free thinking, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great and hopefully disaster-free day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.